Okay, so we're still on a very beautiful Wednesday morning, sitting on the third floor. Um, it's really epic when I look up at the roof. Uh, there are some birds that have nested here in, in the studio. And I just hear them chirping in the background. And that really, um, really brings me to what I, I'm really excited to kind of explore today. And it's all about sustainable development. And if you think of these little birds, they are in their nest. They're sustaining their ability to build their family, to build their nests, to find food. Um, and actually, you won't even know that they're there. They are just carrying on doing what they do year in, year out in, in a very kind, um, regenerative way. So thinking about that I wonder you know you're a scientist you work a lot with kids you spend a lot of time in nature but I'm curious about how, what do you think about when when you hear the word sustainable development do you think about plastic do you think about recycling do you do you think about the Amazon that sometimes gets reported of being burned down. Like, what do you think about as a scientist working with kids when you hear sustainable development? In my personal opinion, when I hear about sustainable development, especially very famous now in Indonesia, when we're talking about 17 development goals of United Nations, just happening, then a lot of the government department take attention on that and then try to do some workshop or presenting that in many de department about those things that how we can implement in the real life start from the government level but I, I don't know where when it's start the term <laughs> but when I'm here that word sustainable development is actually I just right away connect with the Balinese concept about Trihita Karana mm -hmm. when you maintain the relationship uh, between human mm -hmm. and then the second one is a relationship between human and nature and the third is the relationship between the God or the creator that you believe how you maintain that relationship so actually when we're talking about relationship between human and nature I think that is the sustainable development through the invention and the globalization mm -hmm. uh, maybe for now you can just think about clean the beach and then about the plastic waste mm -hmm. how to manage that one but actually I think it's uh, not more than that things because we uh, always change always develop there's always new invention it's like uh, for example if we think about nuclear energy mm -hmm. maybe that's uh, really helpful for now but too risky maybe we can find another risk clean energy and so what I'm also hearing from you is that very systemic if you think about sustainable development it's about the relationships yes it's about how you treat things or how you treat people how you treat um, a bigger sort of entity of, of creation and yeah I think it's like in that word of, of relationship so on that note if you could on a scale of 1 to 10 right mm -hmm. 1 being very little and 10 being a lot how important do you think 
it is to bring sustainable development into into education and into your science class. One to ten. One to ten. Mm. For now, I mean, what what do you mean? It means like one to ten in. So do you think one like no? It's not really important to bring sustainable development awareness and um, relationships to kids in science, or do you think? Well, I really think it's important that in science we teach kids to build relationships with nature or like how can you build relationships through science is it important to do that i think it's a uh, very very important to bring the sustainable development especially 17 development goals of united nation into the kids through the science and then if we can give our number one to ten it will become ten because it's not about how you love nature but also how you maintain all the relationship through trihitakarana for all those three things between human to human human to nature and then human to what you believe it's like it will be bring more conscious about yourself and environment then through the science when we bring that's one uh, about understanding about the nature and then to your heart how you can love the nature and then to your hand how you can participating do something through the science for sustainable social development mm. i think it's yeah really important especially a very simple things when you're talking about the ways mm. it's really happy to see the kids start to sort their ways and put the ways on the place it's not just throw everywhere things really important especially then when they have an intention about how people around in in the environment to plant it rice intention about where's the eel or maybe on the river how to catch the fish in sustainable way I think that's really important hmm. so I really like what you're saying in terms of a holistic way of looking at, at sustainable development because you're, you're mentioning social, emotional, physical, cognitive, that kids shouldn't just know the facts, right? They, don't, they shouldn't just know the facts about science, but also how do you bring a heart connection, a love, a passion, an excitement to, to the science class? And also how do you bring that hand connection um, and also I think one of the things that really excites me because we are a social species we we are we are um, we thrive on, on being in groups how do you bring that social aspect where kids can construct knowledge and their experiences together so I, I really hear what you're saying there um, but with that if you bring that approach to the classroom right head hard hands holistic how would you bring the same sustainable development um, concept to local communities like how would you bring that to to people that are not in your classroom how would you how would you do that uh, I think it's uh, the same thing it's like for example what we do here at the Apuntal Learning Center when we invite our local communities here 
no matter how age are they uh, because it's so mixed in age even the teenagers come when we teach them uh, give them uh, English class but not through uh, very book based and we call it uh, English immersion and then we bring how important if we plant it in organic way because nothing that you need to buy because all those things that we need for the farm is just from your environment it's like a, a sustainable sustainable itself like like a it's like a circle so you use the faces to as a fertilizer through the decomposition and then bring it to the plant as a mm. fertilizer and how that's the system is work through that's one through that's a course or through this immersive immersive english we teach them how actually the organic plant uh, organic farm can be very easy to implement well that's really really cool so again i'm hearing i'm just hearing all these cool concepts so it is through the experiences through the experiential learning it's through the storytelling it's it's through the action um and i think that's really something to note that it's not necessary through the facts or through the hard um only sit down and learn this type of science but it is how do you engage in in what you're learning and how do you engage in in what you're doing so do you have a favorite sustainable development goal that you're very passionate about yeah i think is life below water but i forgot mm-hmm. what is the number number 14 oh yeah number 14 <laughs> is a life below water because i really love to do the fish and life below water and all the things that related on the river on the ocean because it's really beautiful and then really love to to see just mm. even to see the fish egg hatch and see the baby fish but is eat. it is it only fish that are below water like what else what other life is there below water except for fish so many actually if you look through a microscope it will be very fascinating because start from the zooplankton phytoplankton and then small krill and then mm. start from so i'm um, start just from the size from the smallest one then the krill and then how the food chains and who is the top and who is the producer and then how the ecosystem below water is really make me fascinating and amazed uh, for example what else uh, there is an eel crab shrimp you you said something about the eels that are dying and that they are disappearing and they're missing from the ecosystem so what's happening there why is this happening i think this uh very good topic to discuss with the kids because last time why there is no eel in the rice field now here in bali especially uh, in a low altitude so it's actually a collective things happening where all the people maybe start 20 years ago start to use a pesticide and chemical fertilizer mm. where it 
kill the smallest the smallest uh, the smallest living things which is the phytoplankton mm-hmm. and then the zooplankton will lose their food and then that's how it's impact into uh, ha- ha- the bigger the bigger species or uh, for in this case is the eel because there is no food anymore like mm-hmm. behind the poisonous of the pesticide that affect all the food chain is already broken one things not present and then it will disturb all the the food chain and then yeah they just disappear because no more food and the quality of the water and the fertilizer and then also the chemical pesticide change the ph of the the soil itself where they live i think the most important thing is the quality of the environment and also the present of their food does like when you remove the eels does that have an impact on the quality of rice that is produced of course because the rice itself is a part of the the ecosystem which is the producer that's produce food for the smaller insects when they maybe lay egg become food for the eel mm-hmm. and yeah it's very important because when there is so lot of eel they will produce poo and then it's become uh, <laughs> like a fed, natural hydroponics yeah it's like it's like that so that's why w- what i say when humans start to take one part of the ecosystem it will change the everything and maybe people then start new invention which is that's the how natural not nature work it's like make a, a hydroponic with tilapia fish and uh, some vegetable which is actually that's happening very lo- long long time ago when people doesn't invented the chemical pesticide and also chemical fertilizer hmm. so you're also actually saying um, it's not developing anything it's just going back to old ways which is really interesting right so we're saying let's sustain and develop and have goals for that where actually all of these solutions one you can find them in nature and two if we just go back to the simplicity of living we will find all of those solutions again um so even in that it's really an interesting concept to bring to the science classroom right where you can actually bring that groundedness back to the children and say well a lot of the solutions if not all solutions they're actually here they've always been here um we're just making up new new stories or new narratives that it needs to be invented it just needs to be rediscovered and that notion of bringing the kids awareness back to the love for nature their curiosity in nature helps them to to discover and and come back to where it all started where it's all been all along so before we um in this this podcast on a super super hot day i'm just watching you sweat um the last few days have been so extremely hot here in bali um us being just 8 degrees away from from the equator really makes me worry how these temperatures 
feel like they're just rising and rising and rising. Um, I want you to leave us with three words again. Um, three words. So many motorbikes coming past today. Yeah. Three words that can really make us think again, make me think again about science. Um, what is on your mind? Bamboo. Bamboo. Ficus. Okay, the ficus tree. And then climate change. Climate change. I like that. So I really hope that whoever is listening to this podcast today can find the connection between how bamboo, the ficus tree, and climate change can work together for better um, solutions. And yeah, I must say my my most favorite SDG is definitely clean water and, and sanitation. I'm absolutely passionate about that. And I'm looking forward to explore more possibilities in in that side of, of the sustainable development goals. Okay, thank you, Paksuta. You're welcome. Here we go. Yeah.